Good morning, everyone. Happy Christmas. <clears throat> I wonder how many people have heard this story over 80 times. <laughs> I wonder who many... We have some little babies who were born this year, so this is their first Christmas, the first time of hearing this wonderful story. But let us read it and hear it as though for the very first time. The wonder and joy of this wonderful story. So would you please find in your own Bible, or if you have a church Bible or would like one, does anyone need a church Bible? Anyway, um, in the church Bible, it's on page 1026. <clears throat> and we're reading from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. <clears throat> he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. <clears throat> An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. This is the word of the Lord. Merry Christmas. Well, g'day, I'm Scott. If you're here for the first time today, welcome. It's so great to have you with us. Who's excited about Christmas today? Yeah? 
I'm excited about Christmas Day. Christmas is such a great day. Oh, well, can you imagine, think about what we just read from Luke 2, what Gillian just read to us. Can you imagine what an amazing sight that would have been? Wouldn't you have loved to have been there? Man, I just think, can you imagine those, just seeing one angel standing in front of you and the light of the glory of God around That on its own would have just been absolutely the most incredible thing ever. But then a whole army of angels surrounding you. And then to hear them. Can you imagine what it would have sounded like? I can't even imagine. I mean, what does an angel's voice even sound like? What about a whole army of them chanting over and over again? Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favour rests. And then, all of a sudden, they're gone. They disappear to heaven. Can you imagine? I don't know what would happen to you after that moment. I reckon my brain would just be like, uh... You know, like, your senses would just be overloaded and your brain would just kind of melt down and shut down and go, whoa! Like, I couldn't even just process what had happened. You look around and all of a sudden you kind of you blink and you realise that well, the other guys are still here and the sheep are still here and the hills are still here. And I wonder, do you ever wonder like, how long it took after the angels disappeared before the shep- first shepherd actually said something? I reckon it was a while. I reckon it took a while before one of them was like, uh, do, you, do, you reckon, do you reckon we should go and look for the baby? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's go. It would have just been the most incredible, amazing thing. So wonderful, so glorious. I mean, what could ever top that? And yet for the angels on that night, something did. You'll find a little outline you can follow along. They had seen a most amazing sight that night. But later that night, they would see an even more amazing sight. Have a look at verse 17. After they went to see the baby that the angel told them about, they don't go around spreading news about the angels. You'd think, wouldn't you? If someone's just seen a whole army of angels and heard them singing and chanting and shouting, wouldn't you think that would be the thing they'd run around going, do you know what we just saw? What do they go around saying, do you know what we just saw? Verse 17. They start talking about the baby. When they had seen him, the little baby Jesus, all slimy, wrapped up in a little cloth, tucked in a bunch of hay, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. See, when they went back to their fields and their flocks, they weren't praising God that they got to see angels that night. They were praising God that they got to see the baby who the angels had told them about. Have a look at verse 20. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they'd been told. They praised God for the things that they had seen after they saw the angels, the things that they had seen that the angels had told them about. 
Wait, what? That's kind of crazy, right? I mean, newborn babies, you know, who knows what a newborn baby looks like? You've seen a newborn baby? You know, I mean, they're cute and all, they're amazing, but they're, they're kind of a, an ugly kind of cute, you know? Like, they've got that, the puffy eyes and their head's all squished up and they're kind of gangly little arms, you know? Like, you know, babies are amazing. I love babies. They're one of the most amazing things on the planet. But, but babies get born every day, you know? It's pretty amazing to see a baby, but, you know, it's not the kind of thing that you go and forget that you just saw a whole army of angels about. Why? Why was it the baby that the shepherds couldn't stop talking about and not the angels? See, this ugly, cute baby happened to be the most amazing baby ever. Have a look at verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. See, notice they don't go, hey, let's go and see this baby. Let's go and see this thing. Because they realise this baby is not just a baby. He is a baby. But he is so much bigger. I don't mean in size. He's not, you know, like a 13-pound baby. He's bigger in terms of his significance. In that he's not just a baby. He is also the biggest, most amazing, most wonderful thing that God has ever done in all of history. Look at what this super impressive angel had to say about this baby in verse 11. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. See, what was so amazing about this baby what is he? Well, he's everything. Well, first we see there, he is the rescuer of the world. Verse 11, a saviour has been born to you. This baby was the one who God had promised would come and rescue God's people from every enemy. As we saw yesterday, he's the one who will come and bring forgiveness, who will rescue his people from the shadow of death so that we don't need to fear death anymore so we can face God forgiven and accepted secondly the angel tells us that he is God's promised king see today in the town of David a savior has been born to you he is the messiah this is the Jewish word that means the promised king that God had promised the Christ this king of legend that had been long foretold who would come from David's family and claim the throne that is rightfully and only his. The king of kings, who God said will rule over every nation and who every knee will bow before. An eternal king who will sit on his throne forever and ever. And a perfect king who would rule with perfect love and justice and righteousness. See, these angels were sent to announce a king, but this baby was the king that they were announcing. He is the rescuer of the world. He's God's promised king. And then third, he is God. He is the Messiah, said the angel, the Lord. 
Now, this is mind-blowing, isn't it? This baby can't speak. And yet he is the all-knowing God who spoke all creation into being. This baby is too young to hold a rattle. And yet he's the one who holds the stars and the planets in space and keeps the whole universe together. This baby who needs his own mother to feed him. He's the one, the God, who gives the lions and the eagles their prey. This baby who's small enough to feed inside a donkey's food bucket is the omnipresent God who is everywhere and fills everything in every way. See, the angels came from heaven, but this baby is the king of heaven. These angels were incredibly, incredible heavenly creatures, but this baby is the incredible creator who created them. This army of angels do whatever God commands them, and this baby is the one who commands them. And while the angels looked incredibly glorious, I'm sure, somehow the Lord of incomparable and unapproachable glory has somehow, someway, come in this totally ordinary-looking, tiny little baby. He is the rescuer of the world. He's God's promised king, and he is God. And lastly, the angel tells us that he is the source of joy and peace. Have a look at verse 10. Do not be afraid, said the angel. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Verse 14, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom God's favour rests. So the angel said this baby will bring incredible joy. Not just kind of that, you know, that little, not happiness, not that kind of little dopamine hit you get or, you know, a rush of adrenaline that makes you feel a little good for a little while. The kind of deep and lasting joy that goes down bone deep, soul deep. The joy that only comes from knowing we have peace with God, our creator. This baby will bring what the angels can only speak about. He is the rescuer of the world. He is God's promised king. He is God himself. And he is the only source of joy and peace. And so when the shepherds recognised who this little, tiny, ugly, cute baby was, the wonder that this little baby could be all those things, it's far more amazing than a bunch of angels. I mean, a bunch of angels, that's so 10 minutes ago. This baby is the saviour. He is the promised king. He is the God of all the universe. He is the one who brings joy and peace. Now, I, um, I've had three babies. Well, actually, not me, myself, actually. Uh, my wife has had three babies, and, you know, we were kind of both involved in that. And uh, uh, I got to see each of those babies born. And I have to say, actually, seeing my children born has changed me. It's, it's an experience that you never forget and that changes your life. 
But you know, there's actually another birth that has changed me more than the birth of my own children. A baby who I wasn't there to see born, who I never got to hold. And it's the same baby that changed the lives of these shepherds. The baby that came from God. The baby who wasn't just another combination of two humans' DNA. The baby who was a rescuer. The promised king who is God who has brought me joy and peace by what he did when he grew up. Because this baby came and grew to die on a cross. And it was on the cross that he became the saviour of the world. It was on the cross that he was crowned as God's king, the Messiah, who had sacrificed his life to serve his people. It was on the cross where he proved that he really is the Lord God when he rose again and broke the power of death three days later. And it was on the cross that he made a way for us to have peace with God through the forgiveness of our sins and one joy for us that will never end. Now, it would have been amazing, wouldn't it, to have been there on that night to be there with the shepherds and seeing those angels. But how much more amazing would it have been to have seen our saviour in the flesh? To have seen our king? To have seen our Lord and God, the one who brings us true joy and peace? Well, the, angel, uh, the shepherds, They fell face down, didn't they? They glorified God at the glory of this child they had seen. This Christmas let us fall face down because he is born. Amen.